Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Now it's time to catch up with our friends at the BBC for more on the stories that they are tracking for the week. That's right. Now we're joined by Rich Preston. He's a senior journalist and presenter at the BBC World Service. Rich, good to have you back on the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Timothy. Good to be back with you. Hope you've been keeping well. Yes, very well, thanks. How are things in Singapore? Uh, very well today. We've had we some optimistic. Uh, interesting <laughs> news out of Parliament today in terms of our progress when it comes to COVID-19 and our vaccination rates. But let's start off with what's happening in the U.S. This week, Rich, the U.S. House Select Committee begins its hearings into the attack on the Capitol building on January 6th. Gosh, that feels like it's half a year ago. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that long ago at all. What can we expect? Yeah, that's right. I'm sure we all remember the images mm. of the Capitol being stormed. Um, the, this committee is going to be hearing first-hand testimonies from U.S. Capitol police officers and metropolitan police officers. The committee was only created last month, and that's because Republicans in Congress refused to take part in a bipartisan uh, committee. They said this was a matter for police and law enforcement, mm-hmm. not for Congress. So this committee created only last month is going to be Democrat-led. The only Republican on it is going to be Liz Cheney. She's an ex spoken critic of Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, This riot, of course, left five people dead, including a Capitol Police officer. And the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has said the committee will take as long as it needs to investigate the cause of the attack and what should be done to prevent anything like this happening again. Allies of Mr. Trump say the entire process is going to be partisan and biased and that they're going to set up their own parallel investigation. Those hearings, we can expect to see some headlines, I'm sure, coming out of what these police officers have to say. They begin tomorrow. All right, let's uh, turn further south in South America, Rich, because uh, Pedro Castillo is now president-elect of Peru after one of the longest uh, counting mm. uh, days uh, that took place there in, in the South American country. What do we know about uh, Mr. Castillo? Yeah, well, he is a 51-year-old man. He's a former school teacher and union leader. He's left-wing, Timothy. He's part mm. of this pink wave across uh, Latin America, this kind of socialist reformist view. And he actually burst onto the national scene four years ago when he led thousands of teachers on a successful strike over pay. Now, he won the popular vote uh, back at the beginning of June. Uh, He's being inaugurated on Wednesday. But the reason it's taken this long is because his rival, Keiko Fukimori, made claims of electoral fraud. Those claims had to be investigated. Mm -hmm. And it's only now Peru's election authority has finished their investigation. They've said Pedro Castillo was the winner. Uh, The Organization of American States, various independent observers saying the same thing as well. Now, uh, during his presidential campaign, he said he was going to nationalize Peru's mining sectors and create a million new jobs. Um, And he said he wanted to reunite the country. Now, his rival, that I mentioned, uh, Keiko Fukimori, she's the daughter of the former president, Alberto Fukimori. He's serving 25 years in jail for corruption. Mm -hmm. She herself is accused of corruption. But during the election process, she was immune from being investigated. Now this is over prosecutors are going to be investigating her for corruption as well. She says those claims are politically motivated. 
Okay, Rich, we're speaking with Rich Preston, senior journalist and presenter at the BBC. So let's turn our attention to what's happening with COVID-19 globally. We've been speaking a lot here on the show today about what's happening here in Singapore. But I'm curious, Rich, I mean, we're one week on from so-called Freedom Day in the UK. How are things over there? Yeah, well, it's interesting because actually yesterday, Rachel, for the fifth day in the row, the UK saw its cases drop. Mm, wow. Now that's partly being attributed, yeah, it's partly being attributed to schools not being open and school kids were being tested regularly. And of course, okay. if you don't do the test, you don't get the numbers. Mm. So there's a bit of kind of hesitancy. But there is a potential hope there that this might be a positive sign um, because there was concern that the UK easing would see uh, more mixing and, uh, you know, potentially potentially mm. prompt a new variant to, to emerge even quicker. Um, but we haven't yet seen the numbers come out from huge sporting events, Wimbledon and the European Cup that we had recently. So uh, we're kind of being optimistic, cautiously optimistic, I think, is the, the best expression. Um, but we're keeping our eyes on three main areas in particular, Europe, Southeast Asia and the US, all having cases rise. In your neck of the woods, we're concerned about Thailand and Vietnam. Uh, the US seeing their cases rise as well and Europe ditto. This is all driven by the Delta variant, of course. Um, here in Europe, as of today, Croatia are going to require people to show proof of being vaccinated before they go to events right. like festivals or, mm. or even some bigger weddings. Uh, Spain's doing the same thing on Holiday Island of Tenerife uh, and Portugal. Uh, they're seeing a surge in cases. They're going to hold an emergency meeting tomorrow to discuss how to deal with that. And of course, we are also looking at what's happening in the UK because it was uh, said today that we are not going to take the same path as Britain with the Freedom Day in terms of reopening uh, Singapore. So we are all looking at each other to see what works best uh, in terms of how we can control Mm COVID-19 cases. All right, Rich, thank you very much for joining us. uh, Thank you very much. Here on Primetime, Rich Preston is senior journalist and presenter at the BBC World Service. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.